Welcome to Making Great Men Podcast. This is your host, Papa G. Uh, it's so good to have you joining me on this episode of Making Great Men. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this. Good to have you on the show with me today. I'm looking forward to today's show, as I do with every other show, to be honest with you. Uh, I have some exciting things coming up in the coming weeks, uh, looking at interviewing uh, a great ex-military man. Uh, have him on the podcast here soon, uh, interviewing a, a new friend that I've made from the other side of the country that I'm looking forward to interviewing you as well. And so there's a few things coming up, but today uh, I wanted to speak about respect. The title of today's episode, as you've already seen, is So Gentlemen, You Want Respect, Well, Earn It. (laughs) You see, if there's anything I've learned uh, mentoring, counseling, um, uh, sitting with couples and individuals over the course of 25 years, is I've learned that there are two, two main things that, that men and women want. Men need significance. Women need security. Now, there's a whole array of things that go under them. I'm not going to go into them. But I want to delve into one of the main aspects of the word significance for a man, and that is respect. Now, if you are on any of the social medias, if you're on any uh, YouTube or any video streaming platform, you will see multiple shorts coming up of many uh, commentators out there speaking about how men need respect and how men desire respect. Well, what I want to do today is I want to speak about if you want respect, and I know you do, gentlemen, because it's one of our needs, you need to earn it. And today, I'm going to speak about what it is and how to earn it. I'm going to give you six keys, six ways, six things you need to work on uh, in order to earn respect. And yes, you've got to earn it. Gentlemen, uh, let, let, me, let me say something here. As a man, our job is to provide and protect. We've spoken about this in earlier episodes. To provide and protect for our partners and our families we're meant to be strong. We're meant to be kind. We're meant to be chivalrous. We're meant to be, we can be vulnerable. We can, we can protect. We can provide for them. It, this is not a lot to ask because it's, we're not asking men to be something that they're not designed to be. We're designed to be like this. But we now live in a world where we expect so, such a little uh, bar has been set for men. The level is so low that if you ask a young man to do something other than game or the absolute necessary thing of going to school or doing your chores, and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, or, or a man to go to work, he comes home and he thinks, that's it, everyone needs to now pay attention to me because I've gone to work today, I've earned some money, I'm feeding this family, everyone needs to serve me. <laughs> no, my friend, no. You're not a Neanderthal. Not even Neanderthals were like that. We've just portrayed them like that because that's not how life works. That's not how life works. In reality, what is actually happening is these young men in the last 30, 40 years have been raised up, and now they're not as young, have been raised up and are now perpetuating the cycle of men being lazy and men... Uh, abdicating their role as protectors and providers. And this is part of the reason why I'm linking arms with many other commentators around the world to teach men on how to be better men. And part of this is let's delve into the intricate nature of what men need, and they need that respect. So so ladies, if you're listening to me, and I know many of you do, uh, your man needs respect. 
He needs to be shown respect, but he needs to earn it. And if I'm addressing you right now, ladies, I want to say this to you. The moment he starts to show these aspects, these six aspects that I'm starting to, that I'll speak about today, then I, I want to tell you, I want to give you a little tip here, ladies. The more you magnify the good things that this man does, the less of the bad things he will do. Generally speaking, unless there's something seriously wrong with the guy and he needs some help, professional help, then the more you magnify the, the good things, the more you focus on the good things, the more he will do them and less of the bad behavior. That's just how men work. We, as men, once those things are magnified, whatever we focus on, that's what we become. If you focus on and thank him and are grateful for the good things that he does and the good behaviors, instead of telling him, uh, how I'm going to smack you about the three things you haven't done. Oh, yeah, look, yeah, so what? You did the dishes. whoop de doo Now, man, by the same token, you don't need to celebrate because you happen to get up and do the dishes once in six months. Please, for goodness sake. But, but if, ladies, if you appreciate your man doing those things, that behavior will be repeated because he knows if I do it, I'm going to get gratitude. Yes. <laughs> Work and reward, okay? Work and reward. When he works, reward him. So let me get into what respect is so we understand we're all on the same playing field because these days you have to define words because, you know, all of a sudden for all of human history, we've known what words mean. But now we are so intellectual and so progressive, we don't even know what words mean. Like what is a woman? What is a man? What is truth? I mean, we, it, it, please, please, this is insanity. Insanity, okay? If, if, if someone... I'm not going to go down that line. I'm going to do another episode about about definitions uh, down the track. I'm actually building that episode right now. But let me get into what the word respect means. Respect basically is the fundamental aspect of human interaction, and it's you know often considered to be a cornerstone of healthy relationships, both personal and professional. Did you get that? It is a fundamental aspect of human interaction, and it is often by many psychologists seen as a cornerstone of healthy relationships, both on that personal and that professional level. Respect can be defined as a deep admiration, a consideration, and regard for the feelings, beliefs, and boundaries of yourself and of others. Of course, it involves recognizing and valuing the inherent worth and dignity of every individual you come across, irrespective of their background, their status, their opinions, what they've done, their achievements. It doesn't matter. It is recognizing and valuing the inherent worth and dignity of every individual. Let me tell you, if we as men showed more respect and as humanity showed more respect to each other, if that one, if this one characteristic happened more there would be less horrible things happening in our world, okay? Human trafficking is, is horrible out there. We, we, we think slavery is gone. No, my friend, it's, it's, it's quadrupled. It's 10 times worse than what it was in history, ever in history. This trafficking that's out there only happens because there is zero inherent values and dignity put on those individuals that are trafficked. All that's seen is greed and money that's all that's in a greed and a horrible evil it's pure evil and by the way on that note if you haven't seen uh, in in australia um it's being released on august the 24th so in a couple in about 
three weeks, four weeks time, uh, The Sound of Freedom, Sound of Freedom. It's a movie that exposes and shows and talks about um, human trafficking uh, throughout the world and, and in the United States. But let me tell you, it is present everywhere, including in our nation in Australia. So uh, if you have, if when it comes out, please go see it and let's support this the support this movie some commentators out there don't like the guy who's who, who the movie's about tim ballard don't like the organization the our organization whatever whatever all in all the bottom line is it's about human trafficking and child sex trafficking go watch it educate yourself get the awareness out there more because the more we talk about it the the more hopefully our politicians can do something about it and for the first time, there was a politician over in the United States who just today announced that if he becomes leader of that nation, he will he will um, make human trafficking a, a punishable by death. Woo! Whatever you think about that, that's a very strong stance to take. And let me tell you, uh, there needs to be some sort of strong stance taken against child trafficking because it's going rife, rife out there. Okay. So respect is that having that inherent worth and dignity for every individual, um, and regardless of their background or status. So that's basically what respect is. But gentlemen, how do you earn respect? Now, here are the six points I want to give you. And with these six points, I want you to understand that you, you may not have to work on all six. You may need one or two. But as I go through these points, I want you to uh, re-listen to the point that speaks to you the most because that's the purpose of these episodes. They're not for you to just download all this information. We, I want you to take one or two things from each episode that we speak on or the people I interview that resonates with you because when it resonates with you, that's the very thing that needs to be worked on. It resonates with you for a reason, okay? So remember that. It doesn't I'm not asking you to write down every single thing all the time. What I am asking you to do though is to uh, uh, carefully consider the points I'm making and the ones that resonate with you. Press pause. Rewind, go back 15, 30 seconds, listen to it again and again and again and see why it's actually resonating with you. Figure it out. Sit sit in that moment and work out what's actually happening in you. Okay, so number one of how to build or earn respect from others. Number one is be trustworthy. <laughs> there we go. Be reliable. Keep your promises. Show consistency in your words and your actions. Let there be consistency between your words and your actions so you can build trust with your partner or your peers. Now, everything I'm saying is is applies to your partner and your peers, work colleagues, friends, family. Be consistent in your in your um, words and actions that they meet together. Okay, so that means being a man of your word. Mm-hmm. Be a man of your word. A, f- a couple of generations ago, a few decades ago, that saying was very strong. As a matter of fact, there were no such thing as written contracts for deals that were made, business deals. There was only a handshake and a word. This one man gave another man his word. They shook hands on the price and the deal, and that was it. Because there was another saying, a man's word is his bond. Oh, a man's word is his bond. There are many of us hearing me say this right now who think, hang on a moment, I've never heard that saying, and there is no way I would trust people with a business deal right now like that, of course, because we've lost the art of trustworthiness. We've lost the art of being a man of your word. Decades ago, 
It was very strong. That's how powerful trustworthiness is. Being trustworthy is extremely powerful. I'm talking homes were sold on a on a word and a handshake. Homes. Businesses were sold. Deals were done on that. And it was frowned upon and horribly, uh, your reputation was horribly marred and no one would do business with you again if you went back on your word. And many men who are, who are in my, of my ilk and older would remember these times. You see, being reliable goes a long way in being respected. For someone to respect you, you have to first, uh, sorry, they have to first be able to trust you. For them to respect you, they need to be able to trust you. And gentlemen, listen to this. Trust is hard to build, but easy to lose. I'll say that again. Trust is hard to build, but easy to lose. So be very careful how you handle this one. Be very, very careful how you handle this one. Let me give you a minute, a minute example. Gentlemen, I've said it to you before, but let me say it again. If you tell your partner that you'll be home by 5.30 p.m., but consistently get home 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes late, later than you say, or if you say, I'll take the bin out in five minutes, but you seldom do. You do it half an hour later, two hours later. She has to ask you 15 times. What you're doing is actually causing micro tears in trust between you and your partner. The same goes with you and your peers if you do that. Now, not only would this result in less respect being earned, but it will also cause other major rifts in your relationship. So catch that, gentlemen. Side note, just a bit of a tip, an extra tip. This is particularly accelerated if your partner sees that you keep your word with your friends or your work colleagues, but not with her. Woo! I want you to catch that. This will be accelerated if you don't keep your word with her, but you then keep it with other people. (laughs) Good luck with that, gentlemen. This is what I mean. Trust is hard to build, but easy to lose. And when you lose it, it is very difficult to rebuild again. So maintain that. Do what you say you will do, okay? Do what you say you will do. Let your words and your actions line up. That's being trustworthy. Gentlemen, if you cannot do it, then shut your mouth. I learned this the hard way many, many years ago. And every now and then, I've got to actually hold myself and say, don't say it unless you can do it. Don't tell someone you're going to do something unless you're going to do it. And I I stuff up from time to time. Gentlemen, I've said this to you before. I'm not perfect in all of the things I say to you, but I do try to work on them. And some of them are a lot harder than others. This is one of those. If you can't, if your words and your actions cannot match, then shut your mouth, okay? And don't say it until you know you can do it. So the first one is being trustworthy. The second one is demonstrate integrity. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, it's showing consistency between your values and your actions. This is vital in the world that we now live in. Because Why? Because integrity is under attack in the world we live in. This generation says one thing but does another. They fight, for instance, for the environment but use the spoils of its abuse to do so. Let's clean up the atmosphere we want to get rid of carbon. We think people should not be taken advantage of. But I will tweet about it on my on my uh, smartphone, my $2,000 smartphone, 
that's got cobalt and nickel and drive my electric vehicle that's got cobalt and nickel uh, and copper and lead, uh, minerals that are, that are mined by hand in, in some places around the world uh, where people are abused and, and misused and thrown and discarded. Oh, but, you know, let's save the environment. Please, your integrity, your lack of integrity is disgusting. Okay, then what they do is they demand, this generation demands corporate responsibility from everyone else while not even considering their need to demonstrate personal responsibility. I'll say that one again. They demand corporate responsibility from everyone else while not even considering their need to demonstrate personal responsibility. My friend, listen to me. There is no such thing as corporate responsibility without personal responsibility undergirding it. There is no corporate responsibility without personal responsibility. You don't believe me? Let me give you an example that all of us know about. It's called the global financial crisis of 2008. What happened there? Simple. A monumental collapse of integrity. Yes, monumental collapse of integrity. Bankers from around the world, the Western world, decided that they're going to lump together mortgages that were horrible mortgages. Some of them were called ninja loans, N-I-N-J-A. No income, no job, no assets, and they were... You could come in as a ninja, no income, no job, no assets, and we will give you a loan to go get a house. And then when that house, when you couldn't pay for that house anymore because the interest rates went up really high, then uh, they just handed back the keys and walked away. No bankruptcy for that person. Now the financial institution has got hundreds and hundreds or millions of homes with no one paying for them. And then they were bundling all these horrible mortgages into packages and selling them off um, to other other uh, finance providers. Uh, there are movies made about this. Um, I think it's called um, uh, The Great Short or, or something like that. I, I, my apologies for not remembering the name of the movie. Uh, it's got um, Christian Bale in it and also Steve Carell's in there. So just look up those two. You'll, you'll find, I think it's called The Big Short, actually. Uh, and so... Um, so this lack of integrity and greed caused the whole globe, world economy to fall over. And then what happened after that? What happened? In most of the Western nations, all those people that caused it were let off scot-free. There was one or two scapegoats, but the majority of these banking executives were just let off. As a matter of fact, back to doing what they're doing now. That's a monumental collapse of integrity. And by the way, why are we shocked about this lack of integrity surfacing globally. We've been telling our men and our women in the Western world for decades now that they came from nothing and they're going nowhere. So where is the concept of consequences for your actions? Where is that? I mean, if there is no balancing force into eternity, then I can do whatever I want on it because I came from nowhere and I'm going nowhere. I'm just going back to the ground when I die. Well, then... Live fast and fancy free. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. We think that's not happening now. But trust me, ladies and gentlemen, it's still going on right now because there's been a monumental collapse of integrity in our world. And so if you want to earn respect, demonstrate integrity because at its core, integrity comes from a place of deep values and principles, being honest, being fair, standing for those principles, even in challenging times. That's integrity. Let me tell you what I would call anti-integrity. It's called gossip. <laughs> anti-integrity is a type of uh, uh, gossip is a type of anti-integrity. I'm not talking about you needing to solve a problem that you're having with someone with someone else. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about the continual dragging of someone's name into the mud and wanting to know things about them that are none of your business, that sort of gossip. And here's a general rule of thumb. If someone you know continually gossips about someone about other people, they are probably doing it about you. That's anti-integrity and you don't want to be around that. So number one is being trustworthy. Number two is demonstrate integrity. Let's move on to number three. Now, this is a word that we've all heard and we all know, and, we all, and some of you may scoff when I say it. That word is communication. Ugh, communication. All right. Blah, blah. No, no, listen. Listen. Communication is extremely important. It's actually one of the key grounds for any relationship building, and I've said this in previous episodes, communication and conflict resolution. But here's what it means. Listen actively, communicate honestly and respectfully. Express your thoughts and feelings clearly and be open to feedback without becoming defensive. Oh, oh, gentlemen, I'll say that last bit again. Be open to feedback without becoming defensive. This is tough. This is a tough one, okay? So it's it's teaching yourself about communication and understanding when things aren't going right. So understanding what your style is, understanding what your partner's style of communicating is. Learn these. Be a master of them. It is the key to understanding and conveying ideas and feelings and thoughts. This is how you build respect with your partner and your peers. Because miscommunication is a common issue that can lead to serious breakdown of relationships. So here's a here's a bit of an idea. You know this thing called Google? Yeah, chat GBT. Pick one and look up communication style tools and go through some of the material. There is an enormous amount of material, immense amount of material out there that you can go through with your partner or your peers and learn how you and they communicate because there are there are different types of communication. Here are a few. There's an assertive style, aggressive style, passive style, passive-aggressive style, ugh, manipulative style, ugh. and you may be shocked into figuring out which one you are. You may work between a couple of these at different times and with different people. You may be assertive at home, which is really good, but you may be manipulative at work or vice versa. And so you want to you want to understand what you are and what your partner is and how you become better at communicating. So again, trustworthiness, integrity, communication. Two more to go, gentlemen. Hang in there. The next one is accountability. Now, this can be a tough one for us gentlemen. This can be tough. See, ladies have got a bit of an inherent thing in them in general, obviously generally speaking, where they'll be uh, accountable to their friends. They'll tell them how they're feeling. They'll tell them what they thought. They'll tell them how they, how, what, how, what things are going on. And ladies, let me just give you a tip here. Please understand, don't overshare about your relationship with everyone you know, okay? Get a close friend that you know has got the best in your interest at heart and share with them what you need to share. But also be careful to speak respectfully about your partner. That's 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 important to them because if it ever comes out that you are speaking disrespectfully about them to, to, to your friend or your friends, it's not going to bode well at all. It will not go well. And now you say, now some of you are thinking, George, but I need to vent. Yeah, yeah. There's venting and then there's vitriol. Venting is talking about your issue with the person without having to slam them and gossip them and, and, and include disgusting, venomous vitriol. There are two different things. If you equate venting to vitriol, then you are seriously flawed. They're two very different things. Venting about my issue 
uh, allows you to speak. It's like a pressure valve. It allows you to speak about the problem, work out with your friend what it could be. And if you can't, then you just leave it aside uh, and you carry on with your time together. Vitriol is I'm going to slam him while I'm drinking with my friend and just get worse and worse and worse in my uh, venomous speaking about him. And that goes on both both sexes, okay? So finding in accountability, finding someone, gentlemen, that you can be accountable to, someone you can build trust with who has your best interest at heart, taking responsibility for your actions and admitting when you make mistakes. Ooh. Take responsibility for your actions and admitting when you make mistakes. This is tough. I'm getting convicted just reading this. <laughs> I'm not actually reading it. I'm actually just saying it. You see, sometimes um, it's easier to make excuses and to, um, you know, uh, give you all the reasons why. But sometimes it's just you just got to work on rectifying the harm you've caused. See, most of us don't recognize it when we've done wrong by someone. We don't recognize we've done that because we don't stop and reflect. In previous episodes, I've said you need to stop and reflect, maybe even daily. Stop and reflect, what could I have done better today by this person or that person, by my thoughts or by my actions? Because when you reflect, you grow. And when you grow, you become a better man. And so when you do recognize that you've done something wrong, then we should take responsibility, which means saying, so, 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 say it with me, gentlemen. So, sorry. <laughs> it means saying sorry, recognizing, admitting, apologizing for our mistakes is a very powerful tool to build respect. Let me say that again recognizing, admitting, and apologizing for our mistakes is a very powerful tool to build respect because you're taking accountability. What it does is it shows softness, it displays growth, and it builds trust. Incredible, incredible what just admitting mistakes can do. Um, it can mend bridges, broken bridges between you and your partner. It can mend um, broken relationships with family and loved ones. It's, it's, and, and, and listen, the word sorry and the word but do not go together. Okay, And the word, sorry, you feel this way, is not an apology. It is just, sorry for what part I played. Full stop. So when you can do that, you recognize, you admit, and you apologize. These are very powerful tools for accountability. That leads me to number five, which is to lead by example. Okay. So this is where you're demonstrating the qualities that I've just been speaking about uh, and behaviors that you expect from others. That's what leading by example means. Um, being a role model so you can inspire respect from your partner and from your peers. As, as incredible scriptures taught, says very clearly, it says, do unto others as you want others to do unto yourself. Treat people how you want to be treated. That's the cause and effect. Give respect in order to receive respect. How dare you think that you can expect or demand respect from others if you don't show the qualities of respect to someone else? Let me say that again, gentlemen. I need to speak to some of you. Some of you are demanding respect from your partner, but you refuse to show her respect. And there's this cycle of resentment that's happening between you. You need to sort that crap out. You need to sort that crap out because that's what's eating away at you. That's what's eating away at you. If one of you just stopped, especially now you lead, you lead, 
partner, husband, you lead. Male partner, gentleman, you lead by example. Why don't you start showing her some respect? Why don't you do the things that I'm talking about? Integrity, trustworthiness, communicate, learn about the communication, be accountable, say sorry. Do those things first and watch what will happen. You are designed to lead, gentlemen. You are designed to be the ones who lead your partner and your family in vision and in direction and in softness and in love and in care and protection. And so if you want respect, give it. Lead by example. And so as I said a moment ago, let me recap them again. Being trustworthy, demonstrating integrity, being able to communicate, Uh, having accountability, leading by example, and that leads me to the last one, which is simply champion. (laughs) Be the champion. You want to earn respect? Be the champion. What do I mean by this? Well, be supportive of your partner or your peers' aspirations and goal. Encourage them in their endeavors and celebrate their achievements Showing appreciation, gratitude to those in your life. Be be excited when someone wins. Um, understand that you didn't get where you are on your own. There is no such thing as a self-made man. And if you think so, you are delusional. Say it with me. I am delusional if you think that you are a self-made man. No, my friend. You had parents, you had friends, you had family, you had colleagues, you had people speaking into your life that got you to where you are today. You didn't make it on your own. And so what you need to understand is don't ever forget where you came from. And therefore, that allows you to become supportive of your partners and your peers and their goals and their aspirations. Be encouraging to them. Because, gentlemen, listen, only small-minded men cannot celebrate the wins of their partner or peers, okay? Small-minded men cannot celebrate the wins of their partners and peers. Celebrating people is amazing. It feels great. It shows they matter to you and that you actually care when you celebrate their wins. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the saddest things I've seen is when one partner cannot celebrate the other partner's wins in their work, in their personal life, in their um, in their aspirations, in their hobbies, in their goals. They just cannot celebrate their wins. The husband does something, the wife whinges, because I sit at home and I'm with the kids all the time. Or the husband goes to work, works, and so the wife's looking after the kids, but what does she do? She starts an online business or she starts some art or she starts volunteering somewhere and she becomes celebrated and she's and she's all amazing at it. And what does he do? Oh, look at you, always doing your own thing. Don't worry about me. What about me? Shut up, for goodness sake. Do us all a favor. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> It just, it's just, uh, look, I, I say this because I'm in such passion because it's sad to see when I've sat across from couples where, where the man is bemoaning his partner's successes in life or vice versa. It is sad. Their success is your success. How could you not see that? If they're moving forward, they're taking you with them. And so, so celebrating people is amazing. 
Um, if you get annoyed by others' wins, okay, then you need to take a long, hard look at yourself on the inside. You need to figure out why. Why can I not celebrate my partner's wins? Why can I not celebrate my friend or my peer colleague's wins? Why can I not celebrate them? And, and listen, caveat on not even a caveat, but let me give you a side note. Let me, let me take a little side interjection here. Even if you worked for a horrible boss who favors others without merit, so it doesn't look at there's no meritocracy in your workplace. It's just oh they like them, so they favor them and give them the promotions and give them the work trips and give them all those things. Doesn't matter. Celebrate those wins of those other people. I'm going to let you sit on that for a minute. Celebrate them. The boss ignores you, but promotes Joe Bloggs down the road who's doing nothing. Celebrate Joe Bloggs when he gets the promotion. Why? Why should I? G? Why should I do it? Because it does something in you when you celebrate them. It stops you from becoming cynical, offended, angry, and bitter. Trust me, I know what these things can feel like and what they can do to you. I've been there. I felt those things, and it was horrible. I will never go back there again in my entire life, ever. And I... And I will, and I'm, I'm saying this with a passion, especially this point about champion, because I know what it does when you don't do it. All it does is damage you. If you can't celebrate other people, it doesn't damage them. They're succeeding. They're moving forward. You're the one. That, it's, it's like that old saying. It's like you taking the cyanide tablet and waiting for your enemy to die. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. But see, that's what happens. This is what happens um, when you become cynical and bitter. It makes you stupid. It causes you to make dumb decisions. It causes you to miss opportunities. But when you celebrate, now did you get that? I, I, I just had a feeling that someone needed to hear that again. When you become cynical and bitter, it causes you to make dumb decisions and to miss great opportunities. Steer away from it. Celebrate others. And when you do, you be their champion. Champion them. Because one day, you're going to need people to champion you. Okay, so be their champion. So those things, again, to earn respect from your partner and your peers, be trustworthy, demonstrate integrity, communicate well, learn how they communicate, be accountable, lead by example, and be the greatest champion of other people. Trust me, earning respect is a continuous process that requires a genuine effort uh, and, and, and a genuine consistency. It doesn't just happen on its own. It is a two-way street. And by demonstrating the respect for others, you are more likely to get respect in return. Because remember what we said before, or said earlier, respect is the fundamental aspect of human interaction and is often considered the cornerstone of building healthy relationships, personally and professionally. Gentlemen, you are designed to, to be respected, but you are also designed to earn respect. And respect means having an inherent inherent value of people's worth and dignity, every individual irrespective of their background, status, and opinions, recognizing that value and giving them dignity for who they are. Develop those things in you, gentlemen. Go back and listen to the ones that spoke to you the most and make sure you implement those things in your life. You can be a better man. I trust you. I trust in you. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'll see you on the next one. Have a great week ahead.